Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. You know, I love to talk about getting easy wins in itchy animals because a lot of the things we deal with more chronically, like atopic dermatitis, is not easy. So when we can actually cure something or easily manage something with, say, flea prevention, um, then to me, win, win, win for everyone. Win for me, for catching it, win for the owner, for something that's easy, not stressful, um, less expensive. So we're going to talk about one of the easiest wins you can get in dermatology, and that is scabies, sarcoptic mange. Do not forget about it. It is still out there. So sarcoptic mange is sarcoptes scabii, and we predominantly see it in dogs. There's a variant called canis. It is a very contagious parasite, and we most often in the cl- most often in the clinic see it on dogs, but they can jump to other animals. Um, but you'll hear it more often called like canine scabies, and that's because the mite tends to prefer this particular mite prefers dogs, um, and it will affect humans. So that's one of the things that when I start suspecting scabies, I am instantly asking, does anyone in the household have any new itchy lesions? Because I have had owners truly get scabies from their dogs. Oftentimes, a history in some of these dogs will be that they have a lot of outdoor exposure. Um, I would say of the handful of scabies cases I have diagnosed in the last couple of years, a lot of them live on lots of acreage. They're not on flea control that would potentially manage something like sarcoptic mange. Um, And I've even had a couple where the owners tell me the dogs love to interact with wildlife. Scabies loves to be on forms of wildlife. So think of like foxes and possums, things like that. So if the dog comes in contact with them, then they, you know, can contract this mite. And the entire life cycle um, of the mite is spent on the infected dog. And the entire life cycle is about, you know, 17 to 21 days. And the females themselves will burrow tunnels in the skin to lay eggs. And so traditionally, when we talk about diagnosing scabies, you'll hear us say like superficial scrapings for scabies compared to deep scrapings for demodex, they live in different areas of the body or of the skin. They both live in the skin, but different areas of the skin. So for scabies, they tend to burrow tunnels um, within that epidermis. And so that can cause them to be pruritic. Um, You also get like a hypersensitivity type reaction to them. And scabies is abnormal to be on the skin. Anytime you find it, it's abnormal. Remember, demodex is a normal inhabitant of a dog's skin and it tends to live in the hair follicle itself. So these are different, how we diagnose them is different and the expectancy of whether or not they can even have some place on normal skin is different. So sarcoptic mage is definitely spread through contact with other animals. There can be things like indirect uh, transmission. So think of like infested bedding, but it's not as common. Scabies, once it gets off the host, actually, you know, it it dies pretty easily. Um, so that's something that we have to be aware of and, and kind of think of is usually it's contact with other animals. 
Um, and not all dogs will be completely infested with scabies mites. You really don't have to find much. And so it can make diagnosing really, really difficult because, uh, you know, most of these cases, we actually have a clinical suspicion they could have something like sarcoptic mange, but sometimes we can't find the mites themselves. And so we're going to go over a couple of different hints of what you can really do if you suspect scabies or what would make you suspect scabies in a really itchy dog. And I just really want to emphasize how important it is to rule out things like scabies, um, other itchy uh, mites or ectoparasites, because I have seen dogs who have had scabies for six, seven, eight months who have just been treated as a typical allergy dog. And then they're miserable. They're not responding to things. They're getting all these secondary infections when it is something that can be an easy fix for that animal. Um, so that's just something that's really important. We have to go back to the basics in some of these cases. And so things that would make me think of a dog who potentially could have sarcoptic mange. Um, so intense itching, like they will not stop scratching in the exam room. And that's not as common. You certainly can get very allergic dogs or really bad infections that can cause them to be very itchy in the exam room. But I would say majority of dogs who are allergic that are in the exam room, like they might itch a little bit, but you know, they're excited or they're stressed or it's not their normal environment. So they're not usually just like scratching incessantly in the exam room. If I have a dog who's just tearing themselves apart in the exam room, cannot stop, you know, even when I'm looking at them, I would want to rule out something like sarcoptic mange. Distribution is also really key. We think of this as kind of like almost a ventral distribution. So we tend to see ear margins, so pinnal margins, elbows, hocks, abdomen, if I have a dog who just wants to completely, you know, scratch at the elbows or the hocks, or I'm seeing a lot of scaling and erythema and hair loss on those pinnal margins, then I would want to rule out something like sarcoptic mange. Those are just more specific areas. You know, when we think of a dog who has atopic dermatitis, we tend to think paws, axillary region, you know, certainly abdomen, ear infections. So there can be some overlap, but if you see pinnal margins, elbows, hocks, I would definitely want to rule that out. Um, now for diagnosis, you certainly can do a skin scraping. And as we talked about, superficial skin scraping is usually all you really need. And I get greedy. So it's not just, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just go for one pinnal margin and that's it. Like I'm going to scrape numerous times on the pinnal margin. If there's any other active lesions that are red or scaly or hairless, I'm going to scrape those, um, especially hocks and elbows. If they only have one of those sections affected, I'm probably still going to scrape the elbows and hocks, even if they're not um, the most lesional area on the body, just because we just know that's where scabies mites like to live. And again, I'm, I'm really, really greedy. If I do numerous scrapes and I can't find them and I'm still suspected, suspecting um, scabies, Another thing you can try to do is a pinnal petal reflex. So essentially, if you take, um, if you're doing your scrape on the pinnal margin or you take your little fingernail and scrape it along the pinnal margin and that dog kicks up its back legs and just starts scratching, there's a high percentage of dogs that show us that pinnal petal reflex that end up having sarcoptic mange. Now, it's not foolproof. I have certainly had dogs with really bad allergies or other reasons um, for paritis that have a pinnal petal reflex. 
but it is just something that we see more commonly in these guys that have sarcoptic mange. And then that brings me to the last way to rule out or have a suspicion of sarcoptic mange, and that is just a parasiticidal trial. So some of these dogs, you know, you don't get a penile reflex, but they are really itchy. They have suspected lesions, but you can't really find them under the microscope. Just treat them. I mean, sometimes we just have to treat them. That is why I am such a big advocate for itchy dogs being on a form of isoxazoline, whether that is Sempirica, Nexgard, Cordelio, or Brevecto, because not only are they really good effective flea preventions, and we know that dogs who are itchy, who are often atopic, are genetically predisposed to have flea allergy, but there are several studies for each of those products showing that they're effective against various mites, and that includes sarcoptic mange. Um, and so nowadays, honestly, that is my go-to is to treat them with an isoxazoline because of how effective it is. If, they're, if they don't have scabies, then at least I have them on really good quality flea control and they need to be on that anyway to rule out a flea allergy and they need to be on that anyway if they're atopic. So I now mostly just treat these with the isoxazolines. Traditionally, you know, you certainly could treat them with ivermectin. It doesn't usually take much to truly kill scabies mites. Um, you know, we used to use Revolution, which is Selamectin. Um, we would use it as a off-label protocol where it was every two weeks application of Revolution for a total of three treatments. So, you know, week, the first week, two weeks later, repeated dose, two weeks later after that, repeated dose. And that would rule out things like sarcoptic mange. But now that we have the isoxazolines, that's really the go-to treatment for most of us because of the tolerance and because we're ruling out other weird itchy mites, you know, like lice, chylotela, things like that. And so you're really just kind of taking care of ectoparasites in general. So if I see a dog and I'm suspecting um, uh, scabies, I'm going to scrape, do a penile petal reflex. I'm still going to cytology because even if it has scabies and we treat that, it'll help. However, if they have rip-roaring yeast dermatitis or pyoderma, certainly that's going to cause them to continuously be itchy. Um, so we have to still cytology everything. So we're going to cytology, skin scrape, penile petal reflex, look at the distribution, history, do other pets in the household like other dogs because it's contagious to them too. Are they itchy? Are people in the household itchy? Do we have exposure to things like wildlife? Are we on something like flea prevention? Remember, we always ask the last time they've given it, if they're giving it consistently, if it is a product like Brevecto or Cordelio that has to be given with food for absorption, are they doing that appropriately? So these are all the things that we really want to make sure that we ask them. So say that we've done our cytology, we're going to treat infection, um, we are going to treat the mite with an isoxazoline. We, um, we're going to do, uh, infection control, ectoparasite control. We still, and I often still want them on some sort of antipyritic because they still probably will get better over time, but it can take some time when you're treating mites because they still have to die off. And there are some dogs that almost seem to get a bit worse as those mites are killed, probably part of their hypersensitivity reaction. Um, so honestly, you, I tend to put these guys on Apoquil, um, really depending on the case, certainly you could do a low dose of steroid. You don't want to go too high and immunosuppress the dog. Um, you know, you could do Cytopoint, but why I like Apoquil in these cases personally for me is that, um, it allows me to dive deeper into if that's a, if that's the sole cause. So for example, I see a dog 
I'm suspecting scabies, but it might not be. Treat infection, start the isoxazoline, and then start Apoquil because that dog deserves to be comfortable and I know it's going to act fast. But what I like about it is not only will it act quickly and control, help control inflammation and make the dog more comfortable, but then I have them recheck, you know, three to four weeks later, kind of depending on the case and scheduling. And if they're doing fabulous, I can try to stop the Apoquil. And if I stop the Apoquil and that dog's totally fine just staying on their isoxazoline, which then I just recommend owners use isoxazoline flea prevention year-round, where we are in the Pacific Northwest, that's what dogs need anyway, and we want to prevent them from getting scabies again. If they just stay on the isoxazoline, my retech cytology is clear and I'm able to stop the Apoquil and none of the itch comes back, fantastic. Then we know that it was likely a dog that had something like sarcoptic mange. Um, you could use Cytopoint. Kind of the hard thing with Cytopoint is every dog metabolizes it differently, but it's certainly something that, depending on that case, you could consider. But what's nice about Apoquil, as we're talking about the diagnostic approach to the paritic dog, is that start and stop. Start it, control inflammation, make them feel comfortable. As we give them time to have the isoxazoline be effective, get infection under control, doing great at recheck, cool. I'll probably still send them home with like a week of Apoquil so that if we go to stop it and then within a couple of days, the dog's getting itchy again, they can start it, get the dog comfortable, give me a call, and then we'll go from there. Because maybe it was a terrible, you know, atopic dog that just has horrific pruritus associated with their allergies and then we need to work that up. But it just allows us to be able to try that. And what's always wonderful are the cases where you stop the Apoquil and they're fantastic and they just live their lives on isoxazolines. And that's what I mean by an easy win um, is ectoparasites are something that we can control. We have great products that control them and also control numerous things like fleas, um, chylotil, lice, mites. All of these are suspected and have literature that show that the isoxazolines can be very effective. So I just don't want you to forget about things like sarcoptic mange. If you have a dog, especially that is not responding to traditional antipyritic therapy, you just have them on an isoxazoline. Really, any itchy allergic dog should be on one anyway. And that's just a way that we can feel really confident that we're ruling out something easy like sarcoptic mange. And it is something that's contagious. It's very, very itchy. And like I said, I have seen dogs that have literally had scabies for six, seven, eight months, and we'll just find tons of mites on a skin scraping because they've just been reproducing on the animal and the itch has gotten worse and, you know, they're miserable. And for something that can be contagious to people, that can be contagious to other pets in the household, and now that we have such easy solutions to manage it, we don't want to miss it. And it is something that some that you often just have to trial it. Try them on an isoxazoline, give them time, get them comfortable, treat infections, and then you will kind of know based on that recheck and if you're able to stop that therapy, you know, if it truly was something like sarcoptic mange. And if not, cool. We at least ruled that out. We got that pet comfortable. And then we can do the rest of our workup for another form of paritis from there. So I hope you find that helpful. It's just something that we love finding scabies. We all kind of get itchy and start scratching ourselves when we show owners the mites under the microscope. But I always tell owners it's one of the few things I can truly cure. And so I like an easy win for an owner and an animal. And I don't want to miss something like sarcoptic mange.